Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of August 8th, 2022, and I'm in the studio with Justin Minning and Ken Timmons. Both Justin and Ken are from American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome back to the podcast, gentlemen. Hey, Molly. How are you? Good. Thank you. You guys? Howdy. Good. Good? I'm starting to feel like a broken record. I really feel like I have been saying this all year, but how is it August already? I, I just don't understand. And like the kids are buying school supplies. There's like yeah. Halloween decorations at Target. We're headed into fall. It really feels like time is kind of rushing by a lot of days. And honestly, I know there's psychology behind why as we age, time goes faster. And I think there's some science between the earth spinning faster. So I'll rely on that. But I'm just going to have to take comfort in knowing that we're here. We're in the moment. And regardless, it's mid-August. And by the time this podcast posts, I, I think it's going to be an interesting state of affairs. So I'm really curious what you guys have to say about the current lumber market and what we can expect throughout the end of the year. So I'll hand it over to you, and hopefully you've already flipped a coin to decide who goes first. So we can start with a little bit of a review of the lumber market over the last couple of weeks. Dibs, me first. I want it. <laughs> um, first off, great seeing everybody in Boston for the OQM. That's Any right, listeners yeah. of the podcast who haven't gone to an OQM or the BCMC, come, come do it. It's awesome. Great way to meet people, learn best practices, have a good time. All great. Excited to see you guys at the BCMC. Market-wise, since we all met in Boston a few weeks back, um, you know, it's it's been an interesting ride. I remember the last podcast was um, I was not present for, and I remember seeing the headline, deals are fleeting. I remember thinking to myself, man, I, I'm, I'm seeing deals. I don't know what you're talking about. And before the time my coffee was gone, it seems like certain products were moving in the market. We always talk about studs being the bellwether item that kind of, it's the signal flare of where things will go. And, and without a doubt, that market has been running this week. I mean, lots and lots of more transactions this week than in the past three months. Very, very active trading market. In terms of cord stock and web stock for trust, trust manufacturers, you know, I think mills are still trying to hold relatively high prices, but uh, money talks and, and uh, BS walks. And anyone who wants to buy wood, I think, can has has negotiating power in in the price and availability and that sort of thing. I don't know if I see the market running for a long period of time, but I do think you mentioned Halloween decorations. I do think the price of lumber will be firm, uh, at least through the time that person in your life puts a pumpkin on your porch, you know, okay. and you want the market to come down quicker, start decorating faster. <laughs> um, is that how that works that'd be great <laughs> i you know i i personally put on a lucky rabbit foot and do the lumber dance before i go to bed but you know we all have our, our ways of coping with it <laughs> um it's it's a a phenomenal time to be looking at your inventory looking at your needs for august september october um no need to extend past halloween i mean that's plenty plenty field vision for the market we're we're working in um, it's a great time. You can still find deals. You can even out your inventories. If you're short on a length, you can pick it up, kind of get back to a good square space of where you're comfortable with your inventory and your risk and your sales. We were hearing demand out there is great. Lots of, um, trust component and wall panel plants are reporting phenomenal sales. 
outbound trucks from a lot of customers are busy every day. So it's healthy, right? People want to make it sound like the sky's falling and are there concerned? Sure. Has the sky fallen? No. So, um, business is good. Business is healthy. And it's a great time to be examining your inventory for your component manufacturing plant. I know you were sent out some stuff earlier, Ken, and you were seeing some order files like darn near the, towards the end of September. Totally. And yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know how to say this on the podcast without ruining a antitrust thing, but yeah, order files mid-September are very much taking place. Crazy. And I know when we left off, we were talking a little bit of spruce, what was going on in the marketplace there. And, you know, mm -hmm. I met, made the reference of, you know, with spruce coming down, pine was still feeling relatively strong. And if that um, would wash over um, into yellow pine and it definitely feels like that's taken place. Um, but on the flip side, so you've got pine that's now starting to ease up two by four, still, you know, two by four going back over the course of the last two and a half years has just been obviously a standout um, and very resilient even when other products or dimensions are, are trading off two by four just seem to kind of hang in there. Um, it's still obviously bringing a premium outside of maybe two by 12. Those are kind of the two, the highlight, uh, from a price standpoint items in yellow pine, but needless to say my, you know, you saw pine finally start to react here over the last week or so, starting to, uh, make an adjustment really being led by two, two by six, uh, with the most downward pressure. You asked me on Friday of last week what I kind of thought of the market and how I would approach it or advise my customers. And, you know, it'd be, you know, obviously, you know, if we've got to address something, let's address it. And if you need something quick, you know, there's some deals to be made, but from a price standpoint, I don't see it getting away from us. Fast forward, you know, one business day, you come into Monday, you see some action on the board, you see the board start to trade up, get some movement there. Then we get an announcement from a large sawmill, um, out of Canada with a curtailment announcement, uh, basically shift a piece at two separate sawmills, totaling approximately about 170 million board feet. And it just created this, I'm going to call it a frenzy. Uh, we'll see how much the frenzy goes <laughs> here, but it's certainly, we're still in a very volatile and, and emotional market. Uh, markets are driven by fear, need, and greed. And you need at least two of those to get, uh, something really cooking. Need is, is kind of a constant at this point. And, and I know we've talked about it over years here. We've been doing this podcast. Inventory management is, is managed differently. And, and the amount of inventory that's being kept on any one given yard is not what it used to be. And so the constant need of being in the marketplace and, and buying lumber is all the time. And so if you get some sort of catalyst, I be it like we saw uh, yesterday with that announcement and then, you know, green means go right on the futures board. That's what, you know, a lot of people see it. Red means no, green means go. You put a couple of those together and all of a sudden you've got a big rush of, of buying that takes place. And that's what we see. And I also know, you know, when you see runs like this or markets start like this, they start earlier in the week. They generally carry a little bit more momentum than say, if you get a Thursday rally, uh, people forget by Monday. So, um, we've definitely seen the follow through so far this week. Uh, what I haven't seen is that reflection necessarily in Southern yellow pine. 
market can, is it, it just, there's softness there without a doubt. Now there's a lot of items that are still extremely difficult to source. A lot of long links, your MSR obviously being driven and fueled by the trusts and, and CMs. Um, and so it's not a, I wouldn't say it's a one size fits all marketplace throughout the South. You have some mills being more aggressive than others. Some are getting some orders at levels they like, and some are having to take deeper discounts to get product moved. So interesting, uh, interesting to say the least, especially looking at the calendar and you look at August, you know, August 10th and historically it's like, well, this, this isn't supposed to happen. Like we're not supposed to be in a market run in August. Um, but I also think that as we've, we've noted in, uh, here recently to the, um, cycles are, are, have changed and they're shorter. And, uh, I also think it's, you know, a little bit is, is the timeline has been pushed back a little bit from your typical fall run. Is it now, is it a late summer? Is that kind of when we start to kick off? It's kind of what it's feeling like now, you know, we'll see where we go from here, but you know, some say maybe this is a short cover rally. Maybe we have some strength through the month of August, see what happens in September. Um, tough to say, but what I do know, and I know Ken touched on it too, is business is good. You know, I, we say this, we sound like broken records, but you know, I've yet to really have, you know, a conversation with someone that says, man, you know, we're struggling or, you know, business is tough. If anything, the, the consensus is that business is great and continues to be. That's good news. I, I, on that particular note, I had some similar instances yesterday. I spoke with quite a few component manufacturers yesterday, just as part of something else I was working on. And um, I heard a lot of people saying how busy they still were and continue to be. So the consistency and the, you know, continued steady loads of business is great to be hearing. I want to go back and talk about, you use the word catalyst. I like that. We have to keep that in mind for future shows too. I want to start by talking about the can Canadian curtailments. I mean, you sounded a little surprised by that, JB. And I guess what I've learned from you guys over the last little while is that that's really not that unusual, right? Like there is sort of a maintenance mode that a lot of mills go into at some point, and none of them had done that yet this summer. So I guess I'm a little curious why it felt like a surprise or, you know, if you'd been given information that otherwise suggested it might not happen this year. Well, anytime, you know, you get an announcement when a mill's shutting down and it's kind of more of like, I would say it's almost an old school tape, right? Like it's, okay. it's, um, just creates this like, oh no, I'm, you know, what's, I'm not going to be able to get what I need. Sure. To your point. Okay. It's a shift, a piece at two sawmills. It's 170 million feet. Now, yes, that's a lot of fiber, yeah. but it's not a lot of fiber at the same time. But what it is, again, it's, I think that was part of that. Now you, you had obviously some economic news you had, right. you know, reflected the markets earlier in the week, again, with that futures board saying, go being up limit, you add the, the curtailment on there. And again, it's, it's a, it's a combination. It's still a combination fact that, that people need to buy wood because they're busy and they, okay. they have to, they have to buy it. And so when you start hearing news like Ken sharing, where it's like, well, order files just get pushed out three to four weeks because, you know, these mills sold or whatever. And the guy's thinking, you know, on Friday, he could get wood in a week or two. And now he's saying, oh, now I'm out four weeks. Like, well, I, I got to get that. And then gosh, now I got to try to find a truck quick. And you multiply that by, you know, hundreds uh, thousands of people, it, it makes a quick dent in a, in a search. 
Um, and it's an energy equation too. So, uh, to your point, yes, it's not a, you know, abnormal, but when we're in a market or, or we're in an inventory management style that we become accustomed to, and we've taken fear out to some extent in terms of price, you know, the, the fear goes from price, that price piece goes away a little bit, but the need is still there and the timing is important. And so I think those things have kind of come together in this particular point in August to see a rally. Now, again, Ken, Ken might be a little bit more bullish um, in his, you know, talking about Halloween. I'm just trying to get through August and see what September brings. I, I think we're all still sen- searching for a sense of uh, what's normal and what are the normal trading ranges. And I think we are starting to see that establish over a period of time now. But there's still kind of some unknown, right? And we've still mm-hmm. faced a lot of headwinds. So it'll be interesting. You know, I always say I'm just kind of a spoke on the wheel here, a barnacle on the barge, uh, <laughs> along for their old So, But anyways, that's kind of my take on that. I don't know what your your thoughts, any on the on the milk well, curtailment. Yeah, just that kind of that well catalyst piece. So okay, I'll I'll explain the catalyst with a a food analogy as yes. I always do. We've been dry on food analogies. This is good. This, this is, good. is a lumber podcast. So we're going to make it a bar analogy. Say you're at a bar and there's four bartenders pouring drinks and it's a busy bar because it's super cool and everybody goes there. There's lines. Okay. Say each bartender has 10 people in line and you've been waiting and it's hot and you want a drink and you know, your wife needs a drink and she's upset. One of the bartenders packs up shop and goes home. Okay, now you got three bartenders and the bar is still full with the same people who want the same drinks and now they're a little worried about how quick they're going to get their drink or maybe they need to get a double or maybe they're going to order an extra drink, you know, a beer and a shot or something like that, right? And that I I think that analogy is a good representation of the emotional catalyst that a milk curtailment imposes on the market. No, that was a permanent milk curtailment, wasn't it? It wasn't like maintenance. Well, it's, no, it hasn't been through maintenance, but it is, will be through the fourth quarter. It'll be yeah. through the end of the year. So a little okay. more than just you know, a weeks of downtime. I mean, that's a pretty big. Yeah, that's huge. Not just like a week down. Yeah. Correct. That's a significant curtailment. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you know, everyone's still still at the bar having a good time. We just have one less bartender. Sure. Don't run in that one in Boston that was about 105 degrees. Loretta's? <laughs> hey, if any of our listeners work at Loretta's Bar and Grill in Boston, JB might have been a little sweaty, but I love that place. I couldn't drink water fast enough. I was <laughs> so, you know, there are other catalysts, right? This is just one of them. A couple that I was thinking about this week were, you know, we still haven't really had a very significant hurricane event or anything like that. And there's still, I mean, Noah is still predicting an above normal Atlantic hurricane season. So we're really just sort of heading into the height of that. So that feels like it could be potentially an issue at some point. And, you know, the wildfires keep burning. I was just looking at some of the websites that, that, you know, carry up-to-date information. And it looks like we're closing in on nearly 6 million acres of land that is burned just between lightning and human-started fires. So I, I know that's something that's come up a few times before. It sounds like we've been fortunate in those areas, at least for the the last few months. Um, I guess one other catalyst I've sort of been thinking about, and I think you're going to tell me it won't make a huge difference, but does the fact that it's fall and the kids are going back to school and college have any effect on lumber pricing? Like I'm thinking really specifically about in the DIY realm, which 
I know just based on previous conversations doesn't have an especially large impact on the lumber that component manufacturers need, for instance. But I could see more DIY projects because now families are home and they're not on vacation and there's the usual schedule and they're probably home on the weekends now. Or I guess on the other hand, I could see less DIY because school equals busy, you know, like sports and debate team and homework takes up time. And so there's less time for for projects at home. Do you guys have any thoughts about that? I think you're right. (laughs) I would just say in general, I mean, that, uh, R&R, DIY, retail, lumber trade, does two by four, eight foot home center directly affect trust guys? No. But, you know, if you look back to the 2020 market, that was the surge in demand for a lot of it in addition to new home construction. And uh, it does play a big factor because that's how sawmills choose what they're going to cut. I mean, well, it's a domino. That's true. It creates a ripple effect. And again, it's an energy equation. So it creates energy and push in the market um, and we'll get more activity. I think seasonality, that's why I said I kind of look at the calendar right now, August 10th mm-hmm. or August 8th, market starts ripping and you're like, wait, this doesn't make sense because right. usually the kids go back to school and right. you right. get that kind of that fall push. It's dinner at 4 p.m. It's a little early. Right. right. Maybe it's mid-September, October, you know, you start to uh, kind of ramp up. Yeah, I think it does have some effect without a doubt, Molly. Well, let's wrap up then with just a quick, it's one thing I often ask about and neither of you said anything about yet, and that is transportation. I know things were looking a little better here and there, depending on who you were asking. So just give us your take on where we're at with trucking and rail and then we'll call it a day. Yeah, rail capacity um, certainly improved uh, out of the... uh, out of Canada, both east and the west, of not hearing anything or, or complaints or difficulties at this point. I'm seeing actually relatively fast shipping cars at this point. If they've got wood on the ground, they're able to ship it quickly. Uh, domestically seems to be improving. In uh, sight, some yellow pine mills that over the last, say, three to four months have been, so let's say a sawmill on average gets 25 rail cars a week. Um, they were down to getting two to four if they're lucky. Um, that number is now back up to 15 to 20. So again, stabilizing, getting better um, here domestically. Trucking, not not a whole lot of change there. Now, obviously, when demand lessens, um, and obviously, depending on the season that we're in, the trucking has been better. Um, there's been a less frenzy, so it has been easier to secure capacity. With that said, the cost of that capacity has not gone down a bit. Um, so rates continue to, to be extremely expensive. You want to get something hauled, you're going to pay the, through the nose for um, But you can get a truck. Um, now it still may take some time, um, but you can get a truck. Um, so I would say that, you know, on average, probably what we've seen are things that moved up maybe two to three days uh, in terms of um, time it's called ready to time it's actually picked up. So that's an improvement, but still extremely expensive to, uh, to truck right now, for sure. Man, I'll tell you what, if, if I was a trust shop owner and I was looking for a lumber broker, I would call Justin Binning today. The guy's ability to accurately communicate info is incredible. I, j- I just think that's so well said, right? Like, uh, summertime demand for trucks is not as big as it is in the winter. I've visited quite a few sawmills over the last month or so. Nearly all of the transportation people are saying the truck market has improved quite a bit from the spring. 
fuel is obviously an expensive piece of, of the freight charge at the moment, you know, but it, it, if we always end with advice, I would say, go hug your transportation guy or gal today. I mean, it's, it's when it's easier in the summer, it pays off in the winter, right? You gotta, we're planting seeds right now to have the fruit in December and January. So available, healthy fuel is expensive, but that's nothing anyone's shocked by at this point anymore. Um, so just make sure you're taking care of those relationships too. Cars in the West are fine. Not a big deal. Cars like we're talking about are a little harder to come by now because mills have had such a flurry of activity, but I wouldn't say that's, that's lumber induced, not car equipment induced. Yeah. But I think, uh, most feel, people should feel pretty comfortable about purchasing wood, you know, for the next 30 to 45 days. I like these, these, uh, price levels that we've established. I think there's you know, pretty minimal downside risk right now. So I would say be aggressive uh, with your purchasing and uh, be be cognizant, you know, of the ship time and and your need um, and and know that, you know, trucking is better, but still can be challenging. And, and to Ken's point earlier, again, you know, you've got some water files getting way out there. So just make sure you don't get hung out on an item because you got sleepy and lulled into a sense of comfort and all of a sudden it might be the end of September, October before you get the rail car that you needed a product. Well, all right. I appreciate that excellent recap today, guys. I think this wraps up our episode for this week. Ken and Justin, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm. As always, I've enjoyed our time together, albeit brief, and look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection. Thanks, Molly. See you soon, Molly. Thanks, guys. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com 